Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. It's been a couple weeks, I apologize, I had some time off and uh, was out of town, so just getting caught up on some stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming back. As always, I appreciate you guys supporting me. You know, I've been doing this now, it's been almost two years, and um, I guess just to have the the variety of people coming in every you know, every week to the spaces, I get a new new group of people and just picking up followers. You know, this year has been really strong for growing the followers on Twitter. And, um, yeah, I just really appreciate the support. You know, it's been a long time and, and, uh, I know you guys are out there listening, so it's, it definitely keeps me going, but this week, um, you know, I, I brought something up in spaces this week and I kind of want to reiterate it cause I'm not sure everybody gets to hear this. And I think, um, this is probably a better platform for what I want to talk about anyway. Um, this week I got into kind of my case for Litecoin, so to speak. You know, I think one of the things that I've done, uh, poorly is I get distracted by kind of what's going on on Twitter a lot. So I talk about topics that they're interesting to me, but they are also a little bit in depth when it comes to crypto. And I think sometimes people might be looking for just a more basic kind of, overview of of uh yeah the litecoin basics so to speak so today i'm going to talk about kind of the 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 case for litecoin as far as an investment you know i if you listen to me a lot or you listen to my podcasts you know that i don't talk about the price a lot it's not something that i feel is um it's not a valuable use of my time i guess because in my opinion it's something that is very unpredictable i don't think that anybody out there, no matter how many charts you have or what the past looks like, it's very difficult to predict the future. And so I've always felt like it's easier for me to focus on fundamentals because those are the things that I can tell you about. I can teach you about how things work and, um, you know, basics like, you know, adoption and scarcity and that type of thing. And so I guess I've always felt that um, if you feel comfortable with how the, uh, how the protocol works and and the math around it, I guess, and the scarcity, then uh, it becomes uh, a lot more appealing and something that you're willing to think about in the longer term. I've always been very uh, afraid to create FOMO. You know, FOMO is fear of missing out. And I feel like if you're fearful, you're making bad emotional decisions. Hey guys, quick break in the action because I wanted to tell you guys about Cake Wallet. You know they're the official Litecoin underground wallet. What I want to tell you really quick is all the exciting things you can do with Cake Wallet. I've been using it for a long time and they just keep adding more functionality for people that actually want to hold and spend their cryptocurrency. You know you can swap between cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, and hundreds of others. You obviously can hold those assets, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Monero in the wallet. You can buy inside the app if you want to. You can use CakePay, which is a bunch of gift cards. I use them all the time. I use them at AutoZone, Home Depot. I take my family to the movies. I take them to dinner, and I'm always using my Litecoin. It's such an easy way to do it. They have also have a new way of invoicing customers, Trocador app. There's BirdPay, so you can tip people on Twitter. You could even tip me, hypothetically, if you wanted to. You know, just go into CakeWallet, type at LTC Underground, and send, I don't know, 10 cents just for the fun of it to try it out. So download CakeWallet. And I'll let you get back to the show. So my goal is to just give you some information. You can take this information however you want. 
You want to add some context to it? You know, my problem is I ramble a lot, so I feel the need to add context to everything. <laughs> and so sometimes I go on too long. If you want more context, go listen to my spaces. Uh, come in, ask questions. I'm going to be doing some more stuff soon with the foundation, so it'll give you even more times that I'll be available or will be available to you. But let me just lay out the basics. Uh, just like Bitcoin is absolutely scarce at 21 million, uh, so is Litecoin. Litecoin will only ever have 84 million coins. So purely on a scarcity uh, play, we'll call it, there's going to be four Litecoin for every one Bitcoin that ever that exists. And even right now, it's pretty close to that. Um, so four to one right now, the price of Bitcoin is about 300 plus times the price of a Litecoin. So kind of an obvious discrepancy there or you know delineation from a pure scarcity play. Um, the other big part about it that makes it unique and really sets Litecoin apart is that it's not competing with Bitcoin. Now, it might be competing in the sense that people have to choose to use one or the other, but it doesn't compete in the sense that um, the mining that goes on on Litecoin does not compete with the mining that goes on Bitcoin. So both of these networks use completely different algorithms. They use different machines and they can't easily be changed. You can't change a machine from one type of mining to another type of mining. Um, why that's why that's kind of important is like a coin like Bitcoin Cash actually competes for mining with Bitcoin. They run the same algorithm. And so if you buy a Bitcoin miner or a Bitcoin Cash miner, same thing, you have to choose. I'm going to mine one or the other. So there's, there's a competitive nature to those where Litecoin isn't involved in that. They have their own network and actually merge mine with Dogecoin, which which actually helps the miners stay more profitable because Dogecoin's been growing as well. So they complement each other. And the other thing about them is Bitcoin and Litecoin are so similar. So they kind of crossbreed, I guess is the best way to put it. So some things you know, you know may exist on Bitcoin today are SegWit that got implemented in 2017 uh, and the Lightning Network. Those are big things people talk about on Bitcoin. Those actually both happened on Litecoin first. So Litecoin had the first SegWit, they had the first Lightning transaction, and um, actually Charlie Lee was very instrumental in proving SegWit's, um, I guess, viability. He put a bounty, he basically put a million dollars into an account and said, if you think SegWit can be broken, go take the million dollars, and just to kind of prove that it couldn't be done. So that's very important. Um, and then what's funny is like all the development that's gone Litecoin first and then to Bitcoin... The last two things we've seen um, that are pretty new, Taproot is uh, was started on Bitcoin first and then came to Litecoin. And that enabled ordinals, which if you're familiar with ordinals at all, they're kind of, uh, they're these NFTs that are on-chain. So those became really capable on Bitcoin first and then moved over to Litecoin being able to do those as well. So anything that happens on Bitcoin can be done on Litecoin and vice versa. So today, the probably one big differentiator between the two is that Litecoin has added Mimblewimble, which is a privacy layer that Bitcoin does not have. Um, not sure if Bitcoin will ever add that. I would be surprised just because they're very hesitant to do different things. But who knows? Maybe that'll be the case someday. So complementary to Bitcoin, there's a scarce asset. Um, it's not competitive with Bitcoin. And most importantly, what makes Litecoin unique is it's become part of this big four. I call it the big four or maybe the Mount Rushmore of cryptocurrencies right now. And that's Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin Cash. So in that group 
uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash share mining equipment. So they're competing for miners. Ethereum is a proof-of-stake network that went away from proof-of-work and is much more trying to be a smart contract platform than it is to be money. And Litecoin stands apart in that group because it's it's uh, the lowest priced one right now. It's uh, the lowest transaction fees. I think Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin are probably very close. And it's the most widely recognized outside of Bitcoin. So those big four, the reason I call them the big four, they're on PayPal, Venmo, uh, MoneyGram. Actually, three of them are on MoneyGram, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Bitcoin Cash was left out of that one. Um, those four coins in Canada. If you are wanting to buy cryptocurrencies in Canada, you have a limit. I believe it's $10,000 a year you're allowed to spend on all cryptocurrencies except those four. Those four you have uncapped ability to purchase. So again, they've been kind of carved out. Why that is, um, I'm not 100% sure, but maybe we'll get into that another time. <laughs> but uh, there's also a new EDX that just got launched by Sequoia Capital and Fidelity and Schwab and some other big investment banks uh, for institutional investors, and those four coins were chosen. So there's there's a lot of reasons that these major entities are deciding that these four coins are quote unquote safe. Um, the second thing about or the other thing about Litecoin, it's second on ATMs, so it's on more ATMs than any other coin except for Bitcoin. So again, anywhere Bitcoin goes, Litecoin follows. Um, and just recently, Litecoin actually flipped Bitcoin in transactions on BitPay. So BitPay is the biggest, the largest processor of cryptocurrency transactions in the world, I believe. Maybe just the United States, so don't quote me on that. But uh, on that platform, Litecoin was added a couple years ago and has flipped Bitcoin. So about two years ago, Bitcoin was 90% of the transactions on this platform. As soon as they added Litecoin, it started gaining ground and just flipped it uh, in June, I believe. So it's like by like one point, but like 36% are Litecoin, 35% are Bitcoin. So it has the exact same scarcity. It's complementary. It's not competitive. The two platforms, Bitcoin and Litecoin, can kind of crossbreed. They can develop on one. Anything that gets developed on Bitcoin can be added fairly easily to Litecoin and vice versa. So they benefit each other. And it's part of the big four. So it's it's got all the same exposure that Bitcoin has uh, with four times the supply. And again, the price is about 300 times lower today. Um, and just to give you an idea about the growth of it, because I think this is a really important part of the equation. Um, in January of 2017, on a daily basis, Bitcoin did 275,000 transactions a day and Litecoin was doing 4,000 a day. So that was before Litecoin ever even got put on Coinbase or anything. This is going back a ways. In 2020, Bitcoin had grown a little bit from 275 to 316. Litecoin went from 4,000 to 21,000. So about five times growth, but still pretty small in the grand scheme of things. You know, not even not anywhere close to Bitcoin. Uh, as of the beginning of 2022, Litecoin had moved to 110,000 transactions a day. Again, another 5x increase. And Bitcoin was actually down from 316 to 220, which is really interesting because um, it tells me that people are not are choosing to not use Bitcoin 
but they're actually using Litecoin. Growth on Litecoin is growing, or usage on Litecoin is growing. And then after January 2022, we started to have ordinals, which are actually, that was actually just this year. But my more recent number is that Bitcoin's actually grown to about 400,000 on an average day. And Litecoin floats anywhere between 150 and 200, just depending on the day. And actually, in May, for the first time ever, Litecoin surpassed Bitcoin for a few days in their transactions on a daily basis. So a big note from that is that Bitcoin is capped on how many transactions that can be completed on the network in a day. Because the block sizes are limited, and Litecoins are as well, but Bitcoins are capped at one, uh, one megabyte every 10 minutes. And since Litecoin's four times that, it can obviously do four times as many transactions. So um, it's kind of an, inevitab an inevitability that Litecoin will surpass Bitcoin in daily transactions uh, just because Bitcoin can't grow anymore. And uh, I think that's a really, that's an important thing to know. So just keep that in mind. So from January 17, Bitcoin's gone from 275 to 400 and Litecoin's gone from 4,000 to about 150,000. So we've seen 40x growth on Litecoin usage and about one and a half X growth on Bitcoin in over six years. So it's kind of interesting. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet with that. You know, I don't need to keep bugging you guys every week and boring you to death. That's your basics of why Litecoin is going to grow and continues to grow because it is a easy, an easier platform to use. It's cheaper and, um, it's faster, you know, people just, it's a better experience overall. And so as, as people try these things out, they're going to continue to grow or uh, move over to Litecoin. Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet for you guys this week. I always appreciate you uh, checking in, follow, please, I mean, subscribe to the podcast. I'm still trying to get an understanding of what the best use of my, of where I should be putting all this information. And, um, you know, I know the platform, sometimes I don't get all the clear information for the podcast, but I think we're seeing growth. My account's growing. Litecoin is growing. Um, it's exciting times, honestly. I feel like we're kind of in the calm before the storm, and we've been sitting, uh, Litecoin's been at $90 for about the last six months or so, and it's kind of become this running joke. Um, I think in a few years, we'll look back at this pretty affectionately and and think, man, I had so much opportunity to buy at $90, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I've, I'm excited to be a part of this community. Um, it's been kind of wild actually, like reflecting on, um, that I just kind of turned the mic on in those Twitter spaces and, you know, I'm talking now to the foundation and the fact that I get, I can communicate with Charlie Lee and all you guys that are prominent light coiners and you guys tune in and, you know, give me so much, uh, I guess you give me the mic and you defer to me so often. It's kind of strange. I'm just a guy who loves cryptocurrency. I'm interested in it and I love Litecoin and it's been very cool. So I, I just always appreciate the support. Um, you guys make it a lot of fun and, and yeah, so I'll just leave it at that, but have a good week, everyone. Um, I'll try and do some more of these short and sweet ones and, and, uh, maybe rally the troops a bit more. So, all right, everybody take it easy. Have a good one guys.